Hey everyone, I'm Veronica Roshek, and I'm your host of the Amplify Iowa podcast. This is a place to hear the stories of our favorite, some of the fastest growing, and some super unique local businesses directly from their leaders. Thank you so much for being here. Let's go ahead and get started. Today on the podcast, we have both Kyle McMahon and Zach Sandvig. Kyle is the founder and CEO of TractorZoom, and Zach is their CFO. Uh, This is a very unique podcast because I get to interview both of them at the same time, and I'm super excited about that. This is also an extremely interesting business model that you may or may not have ever heard of before. I'm going to let them really lead that though. Tractor Zoom, as the name says, is it, it's all about tractor equipment here. But there is all sorts of technology and auctioneering platforms and different uh, other platforms associated with that that I will let them get into further detail about. If you would, go ahead and tell us exactly how you got started into this and exactly what Tractor Zoom is all about. Yeah, this is this is Kyle. I'm happy to give a little bit of perspective and like to Zach to tack on as well. So I actually come from private equity world out of college. I uh, worked for a farmland investment group. And, and I like to say 120,000 miles a year in a car, driving around meeting auctioneers and realtors across the Midwest. You have a plenty of road time to think of different business ideas <laughs> and, and road time from 5 p.m. to 5, uh, 10 p.m. at night. And uh, I, I started making some money uh, doing that and recognized the opportunity to start farming actually and sat back and said, okay, well, the first thing I need to do is go buy some equipment. And I felt like I knew the auction industry really well and said, okay, well, I'm going to go buy a specific Kinsey 3600 planter at auction. And then I recognized how challenging it was to really find the equipment and then value the equipment. So instead of farming, I chose to spend those dollars to start a business, uh, equally as uh, risky in today's ag world. But yeah, early on, I really needed some help from a financial projection standpoint and, and brought Zach in. He was my very first contact of what this business could be, what it means, how big is the market. And, and we uh, got together in 2017. Uh, I left my full-time job May 2017 to embark on the journey of creating a, a heavy machinery platform where we help people find and then value that machinery. And, and Zach's been with us since... When, when was full-time start? November of 17 is when we uh, fully, you know, broke off from our full-time uh, day-to-day jobs and uh, decided to place a bet on ourselves and uh, bring this uh, product and allow, allowing others to quickly find and value heavy machinery, much like you can in, with houses via Zillow or cars via Car Gurus or Kelly Blue Book. Tractor Zoom is, you know, filling that role for the heavy machinery market specifically in agriculture to start. Interesting. For such a niche space, you guys, you were able to move quick. You saw the problem, found a solution, and had to figure out how to get there. So so then the two of you with your backgrounds, how did you get everything to where it is today, where the platform, the technology, everything else uh, where do you start? Where did you even start with the with the business and how to actually get this thought and this idea off the ground? It's, I mean, it, 
it's just like how technology quickly expands and you know the rate of technology significantly speeds up uh the rate for uh you know our business and and being able to execute on what we were trying to do had to follow that same trajectory and it's kind of just taking a step back figuring out you know one to two small things to cross off the list for that day is you have you know a hundred different list of items to check off beginning as a startup but finding one to two small small wins for the day getting those knocked out uh listening to your customers and um you know that that that's end of the day is ultimately we're creating this product for customers trying to help others uh quickly find and value equipment and as long as we're listening to those folks and you have a constant communication with your customer base um it's 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 easier to to scale a business uh, when you're in constant communication with your customers yeah it, it, and i would definitely add on it's not easy it's not for the faint of heart i mean you, you take a bunch of twists and turns trying to figure out how to get from point a to point b and if if, if we sit back and look at when we were in what we call the dungeon an office of uh, i don't know it might have been five feet by ten feet uh, when we when we spent a couple of months in that dungeon, there's many days we'd just look at each other and be like, well, what are we going to work on today? Because we had outsourced our technology at the time. And so it was just, all right, get on the phone and start calling people and figure out how you make the thing work and where you where you really find value in, in the market. Because at the time, we didn't have product market fit. We were just kind of a couple of city cowboys trying to operate in agriculture. Yeah. So it's certainly come a long way, obviously, in, in really a short period of time. A little, five-ish years is uh, both long and short when you're in that entrepreneurial journey. Today, I did my own browsing on, on the site and saw how the farm equipment is, is valued and the way things are categorized and where the auctions are and, and all of those pieces. How does it work for the consumer that's using that's using that platform sure yep so you can use it for a variety of ways right um, so if you wanted to simply if if you're in the market uh, harvesting is coming up if you need to go find a new combine to uh, uh, harvest your fields you can go to tractor zoom and and we have a search bar where you can simply type in combine and you can find all combines upcoming on our site uh, if you knew exactly what make and model you're looking for you can get very detailed in that search bar that we've created so uh, the product is searchable uh yeah, yeah from the tractor zoom side it's it, we're, we're trying to make it as easy and convenient as possible for you to get to the inventory so historically before tractor zoom so today we work with 440 auction companies wow and we think that there might be a thousand out there that sell farm machinery so we're working with a lot of big auction companies and we're bringing all that inventory to one spot for you to search Combine or John Deere S660 and find the exact inventory coming up for auction. Whereas prior, I mean, I know how I did it. I, I, I subscribed to 10 newspapers and saved about 25 different browser pages, my favorites that I look at every Monday when I get to the office early before I started TractorZoom. So going from that s system to the solution we have today is in my biased opinion, leaps and bounds easier. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's that was really going to be what I was going to ask next. So maybe you can go more in depth into that as someone that's, I mean, I was born and raised in Iowa, but I don't have a whole bunch of experience on the farm or related to the equipment and uh, just know that the machinery is incredibly expensive. And so being able to use an auctioneering platform like this, how does the, the average person that is looking for equipment 
are they having to do that process typically or were they before you've created this platform was it really it, it seems like kind of an archaic method before where you really have to have to go through all of those uh, different steps to try to find what you're looking for and make sure that you're valued appropriately was there any is there anything else similar to what you're doing out there that you really capitalized on no, I'd, I'd say just like you said, it was you know very archaic and, and just like when you if you're going to buy a car uh, in, in the agriculture business, you could go you know buy brand new paint. You can go to a dealer and, and buy used, or you can go to this you know auction market where auction you typically think you're going to get some sort of discount or deal, and so that you know specific um, way to purchase is is where we're trying to come in and help help folks buy and just like Kyle mentioned kind of early on in the process speaking with some other you know uh, potential new customers and now they're you know customers on our site where they had you know they they simply had 20 different auctioneering tabs saved on their home page and and it took them two hours to find every single piece of equipment that they're looking for they're waiting for their farmer or the dealer or their auctioneer across their their county but now uh, folks are getting making better buying decisions as they're understanding you can use uh, the internet and tractor zoom uh, products such as tractor zoom to find your pieces of equipment and instead of uh, you know going and paying a premium price at your dealer you can go find it at auction two or three states over and ship it to you and it you can find a better purchase decision for yourself that way yeah and I, I think that's ultimately the main reason why we started tractor zoom is, is simply because there wasn't that solution out there and i think I, I would tend to gather every listener on here has been spoiled by using auto trader zillow just name a platform in the automotive or real estate worlds and we're spoiled because that's just what we had. And then you go to the agriculture or, or construction and equipment, and you're like, how in the world does anybody find anything? So that was like the initial yeah. you know, flag that went off in, in my head saying, we should simplify this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, way to capitalize on that quickly. That's awesome <laughs> that you guys have really figured out how to do that. So along the way, what is some of your own systems, processes, that sort of thing. What does a day-to-day look like now for you? Wow. I don't know. We're still in pretty startup mode. Day-to-day can definitely, <laughs> definitely uh, change. But, but you know, I, I, from, from the entire business structure, we have part of the company that's focused on the upcoming auction. So TractorZoom.com, where we're advertising auctions from 440 different auction companies across the United States. So we have part of the company that's really focused on serving those auction companies, making sure we're driving traffic to their sites to drive uh, commission-based bidding at their sales and and driving exposure and awareness to those auctions. And then on the other side, we actually collect all that in-market auction data. As Zach was mentioning earlier, the Kelly Blue Book side of our business is called ironcomps.com. And under the Iron Comps brand, we really help people understand the the transparent auction values and markets, what the prices are doing based on each type of equipment in the market. And so that's been a whole new evolution of our entire company the last probably 18 months, uh, really 12 months, but started about 18 months ago when we kept getting that demand from customers. Hey, don't just, we had customers coming to us. Hey, I don't want to just see the upcoming stuff. I got to know what the stuff's worth to make a really good business decision. So once we, uh, once we launched the Iron Comps brand, I think that's been a big, even culture shift for us because we're much more focused in the the data and analytics and trends and what's really going on in the market. Uh, So we can develop product and software around the market trends and and easily show 
those value propositions and what the market's doing to the consumer instead of kind of the old theory of like oh, auction or machinery selling well today or it's not selling well because commodity prices are down isn't always the case we want to take a much bigger data-driven approach to that and i i really see that is where our entire culture is going is, is being from a data-driven approach would you agree zach yeah absolutely we've uh you know spent the first <clears throat> couple of years just collecting this data and, and growing our growing our product growing our um brand and, and now uh that we've accumulated accumulated the data and now we're spending time and, and uh, it, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and thinking to, to crunch this data and crunch the numbers and to present a usable visualization that these dealers, farmers, uh, bankers, anyone who's interested in what these heavy pieces of machinery is worth, um, that's really where we're spending the most of our time today in, in thought processes. You know, we, we've we want to predict now what what that combine is going to work going to be worth in the future rather than just showing uh, historical prices we want to you know provide some trends and insights to uh, the data that we've collected sure that all makes perfect sense i i the kelly blue book model you know rings a bell for me as a consumer that's it's super important to not only know what you're buying today but you know how how is this thing going to work in the next five years and how, how well is it put together? And if I want to sell it and get something different, what it, what's my value? So yeah, that's super important and a good way to listen to really your customer base, right? And figure out, like you said, Kyle, that that's really what they were asking for. And so you you'd grow and you develop with that trend. So along that uh, kind of same line, as you're in this growth, still in a growth mode, I had the opportunity of kind of touring the current space. And um, there's there's really quite a few people working here already. How many employees are you guys at? And, you know, where are you going? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about uh, when you sit back and you know, even just sitting here speaking to you, it's crazy to think where where we came from and where we're at today and to answer your question we're uh, 12 full-time employees today we have um uh i, I call them a, a 13th but we have a, a high school intern as well working for us um closes out our our people so it's when you sit back and think three years three years ago it was just kyle and i in this 400 square foot dungeon room with a 10 foot ceiling light and we felt like we were back in iowa state you know, uh, 400 square feet might be a little generous, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's super cool to see where we started and, and all the hoops and hurdles that, and, you know, problems that we've solved to get to this point. And there's uh, going to be plenty of future problems to solve. And, uh, you know, hopefully we, we can, uh, double, triple and, uh, continue to keep this thing going, moving forward. Yeah. Then who is the, who is your prime uh, lo- locationary market, really, I would think anywhere there's farmland. Where exactly are your current consumers and where are you going? You know, not everybody understands that it's where agriculture is. Appreciate you recognizing that. <laughs> People ask us if we have data in Colorado and Wyoming and New yeah. York. It's like, well, we do a little bit, but that's the Rocky Mountains or that's yeah. the east, that's the northeast. But yeah, I, I mean, our, our, we're very dominant. If you think of where row crop production, corn and soybeans are raised here in the Midwest is a big portion of that. But we have strategic initiatives of going to different coasts and, and expanding the market verticals of different uh, type of equipment. There's, uh, you know, what we're familiar with here in Iowa 
And the, t the type of equipment we have here is vastly different than the type of equipment that they have in California right. for high value crops or even in the East uh, for totally different uh, uh, farming practices. So it's, it's a different nature and different beast once you get to other geographies, but we're, where, where does all the data come from? Do you have stats in the back of your head, Zach? You're a very <laughs> statistics-heavy person. I, I, you said, I know we have uh, 440 auction years, and uh, of those 440 auction years, uh, we're covering 40 states wow. between those auction years. Yeah. And I think the data is coming from 47 the, states. Yeah, the, so the, yeah, between those 440 auction years and... Uh, they have multiple locations in different states, but then all the data, uh, we, we have pieces of equipment that have sold in yeah, 47 states out of, out of the 50 states. And we're, we're running at a, you know, estimated 65% market share of every single piece of equipment that sells through auction is going through our system, which is yeah. super cool. Wow. Um, to that does seem like that. a really good marginal piece of, of the sales. Yeah, actually. absolutely. And it's just a, it's a testament to, the team that we've put together, um, our inside sales staff, and, and you know, calling these auctioneers, making those connections, making those relationships to continue to uh, keep those advertisements flowing and continue to showcase uh, these upcoming auctions to our user base. Yeah, I think if you're um, able to capture that big of a piece of the market, you guys are probably a pretty hot commodity in this space right now. Are you to the point now where uh, some of these other auctions and uh, platforms are, are now contacting you to try to seek you out or consumers being like hey we're we really want this in this area or any of those sort of things are you approaching those hurdles yeah absolutely we've, we've had uh, um, we've had a few uh, banks and dealerships from the southeast called us up called our inside sales team up and said hey you know we we, we love what you guys are doing do you have any you know cotton combines or do you have any machines specific to that uh, you know, region of, of the country and getting this thing started up all of, you know, the majority of our connections were here in, you know, the central states and the row crop states. And it's just a testament to our, our team and, and the growth of going after those auctioneers that we didn't have in, in the Southeast that, you know, a couple customers had requested, hey, we, we want some of this data. So, you know, we, we moved into the Southeast and we said, okay, let's go to some trade shows. Let's call, let's do some cold calling. Let's, let's get in, in, in touch with the, uh, Southeastern auctioneering base. And, and, um, it, it's been pretty cool to, you know, set goals. And, and our, our team is, um, we've got a rock star team. You, you tell them to do something and they do that plus, you know, two or three more things. And, uh, that's, you know, how we've grown to over 440 auctioneers and, you know, over off 60, 65% market share of all, you know, data going through the system. Yeah, the, the, the team component components huge. huge. Every once in a while, we'll have uh, one of our auction success team members, uh, typically Matt or Cindy, walk up and be like, hey, have you ever talked to XYZ Auction Company? Be like, yeah, they hung up the phone on me like four times two years ago. Be like, oh, I just got them on. Be like, oh, great. Good job. <laughs> so it's, you know, when you start a company, you're not the only one that does anything. It's the team that that really helps uh, helps everything grow. And we've been fortunate to be able to add to that team and uh, keep hiring high-performing people. Yeah, that's, that is huge. Being able to have a team that's supportive and really believes in your same vision and is able to continue to move that forward. Has the current environment with COVID, has that affected your business here at all? As far as any of it, uh, you know, are, are people 
looking for equipment right now? I would think yes. Does it affect how you're running your business on a day-to-day? It's actually, with folks, with with COVID, everyone's kind of had to go home and um, sit inside, not being able to go outside. And it's driven a lot of traffic to the site as uh, folks, there's not much else going on. Um, I'm going to go look up, you know, what, what's selling, uh, you know, a county over from me or what's, what's going on in the auction market. Um, our auctioneers, um, when COVID happened, they delayed most of their auctions. And now that we're, we've kind of got through the first couple of months and uh, kind of seeing how everything's going, those auctions now that were scheduled to happen during COVID have, you know, since come back and we've seen a huge increase and the amount of new auctions that have come onto the system. Yeah, and in, in the beginning of COVID, I know Zach and I are sitting back saying, okay, well, what's this going to do to the machinery market? We saw oil prices tank, which almost immediately took ethanol demand offline uh, or ethanol production offline, and 40% of all corn grown in the United States goes to ethanol production. So if, you don't have, if you're not producing ethanol, corn prices go down. So we saw a 20% decrease in corn and soybean prices. So those commodity prices, as they decrease, we sat back and said, okay, how, how long are these commodity prices going to be down? Because if commodity prices are below break-even levels for these farmers, can they actually afford the prices that they were paying last month? And so we sat back and said, man, like, we don't know what this is going to do. The floods of 2019 affected the machinery market very negatively. Uh, and so we were kind of preparing our, our staff of, okay, this is probably what's going to co- happen Based on historical data, we saw other events create negative machinery prices. But as Zach said, the auction, I think the auction industry really understood and they adapted well to an online bidding evi- environment. No more in-person auctions were happening. So while there were still auctions delayed, that supply and demand uh, kind of rubber band brought the inventory offline for a second. So people were paying a premium because there's not a lot of inventory. And all of a sudden, the inventory came back on, and there's pent-up demand. Even though there's low commodity prices, people still felt like it was going to get better. And, and now we're starting to watch all of that unravel here six months later, and there's a lot of volatility in the market and, and understanding what that's affected and what it's going to affect long-term, too. So I think what when Zach and I sit back, what we really like to look at is whether markets move up or down, people really need to understand what those pieces of equipment are worth right and so that's that's really what we our entire team prides ourselves in is real-time transparent data so we can tell you exactly what people are paying yesterday or even today at auction and how that's affected uh, what that looks like in the uh, the environment and economy that we're in today Hmm. that's very interesting it's a lot of moving parts in there really under the water that are making uh, all those decisions. And you guys obviously know well above way more than just simply, you know, these little, which which is always the case in any business, but really you have a really good understanding of all parts that go along with the machinery, not just the machinery itself, right? Yeah, it's definitely economics. I mean, if you yeah. sit back and look yeah. at it, what a new combine cost today of $525,000, that's and that's with a no additional features. That's just yeah. That's a that's a baseline, you know, combine for you. Yeah, just a new combine. That's without a header. If you put a header on it, that's up for six hundred, six hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and that's twice, three times the price of a normal house. Yeah. So I mean, there the data the data can be very valuable to folks. Right. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Um, 
huge, huge expenses, huge pieces of their future that they're tying into into that for their business. So and it's it a, 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 you know, machinery too. You're you're not buying machinery every month. You're not buying machinery every few months. So it's a, it's a big, big capital, big purchase. So um, coming in and, and arming yourself with as much understanding of what that equipment should sell for what has it been selling for how many pieces of of that equipment are uh, on the market uh, how many are sitting out on lot dealerships how many are sitting out you know at auction um, all those you know pieces really can sway and, and really uh, alter the ultimate purchase price of that you know machinery and um, like Kyle mentioned a, a combine can sell for half a million dollars so if you make a if you make a poor impulse buying decision and you want that combine, that specific combine at that auction on that date, and you might end up overpaying $100,000 where that same exact combine, same specifications, maybe within a year or two, maybe a couple hundred hours on the engine hours, maybe a couple hundred hours on the separate hours, but it sold for $70,000 less a month ago or a week later how would you feel as a buyer? Like, oh, crap! If I would have waited a week, I could have saved myself seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a huge value add to be able to uncover all all of that data and be able to give re- true reasoning with facts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, about why why it is the way it is, and this is all of the research that really backs it up. That makes a huge impact. That's hugely meaningful. What is something that each of you? What are you most proud of at this point? I kind of just goes back to sitting here and, and thinking where we've come from, yeah. you know, day, day zero when Kyle called me up and I couldn't even tell you where I was, but hey, I've got this idea, Zach, uh, come help me put this together. And we blink and you're here and we've got 12 employees and we've gone through a few capital raises and we're in 47 states and uh, we've got some really cool things in the pipeline uh, coming down the line for the company and just how quickly things can come come together once you you know put your mind to it and and stick to stick to the plan yeah i think i'm really proud of just the team we've been able to assemble to to tackle the challenges because everything we do every single day is is something new and you can't do it alone you can't go alone so being able to assemble the right team to have the right conversations with customers prospective customers that have the same drive and willingness to figure it out is just in my opinion, it's so rewarding. Um, and, and it's kind of, you, you sit back and look at the people that we've been able to hire. It's just, it, I, I feel really fortunate that we've been able to build the team, scale it to where we are, and knowing that we have the team to be able to keep going and hire more people uh, that are more like us. Right, yeah, that's great. I have one uh, lasting question for you guys, and that would be, what is next? Where do you go from here? And I guess not really one more question. So another one on, to tack on top of that is uh, that it's also really good to know what advice would you give to others that are in that boat of about to jump from their day-to-day job and you know take that leap into that the full-time unknown of starting your own business as both of you did. My advice for uh, folks thinking about making that leap or making that plunge uh, would be just to do it. Um, trust in yourself. Make sure you've 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 done your 
your due diligence. You've uh, understood what you're getting into. You've understood how the market operates. Find find good people and and just go. You just got to do it. And that would be that would be my suggestion: is uh, trust in yourself, trust your gut, and just do it. Yeah, I I I think that's that's also true. I've had a lot of people in their 40s and 50s say, man, I wish I would have just taken the leap. I had this idea when I was in my 20s and 30s, but now I'm 45 or 55, and it's just hard for me if I fail. It's hard for me to start over. You're at the age where, heck, you can start over and figure it out again. So I I think that's always something to consider. So if you have an idea and you have youth on your side, I, I agree with Zach, just go figure it out. And don't forget to ask as many questions as you can and find as many allies as you can. And don't listen to the negative people. Sometimes they're right. But you you can't start a business and be a pessimist, in my, in my opinion. And, and as a startup, too, it's it's very daunting and, and, and scary. And, and But everyone wants to see you succeed. And that's kind of going to Kyle. Just you ask ask a bunch of questions. Everyone wants to see, everyone wants to see you succeed. Everyone wants to... Um, help you out and and so just ask questions go do it don't be afraid to place a bet on yourself and yeah and ask people that you don't know because your friends and family always tell you your (laughs) idea is really cool and and in that case if you build it they may not come so make sure you get outside opinions of people that don't know you yeah and i would guess particularly in a niche business the people that are really going to serve that area totally yeah. um yeah so then in addition to that what what is next what where are you going from here i'm sure there's a lot of things in the pipeline as you had mentioned and the world is ever changing but is there something on the horizon that's a big goal well, we just introduced a, a new lower tiered pricing product uh, called uh, Iron Comps Insights. Uh, it's powered by TractorZoom. It's um, a, a new tool for in, any interested buyers to kind of get a baseline beginner level introduction into the product. And we're really focused on growing that customer segment. We're really excited to uh, bring this new product to uh, anyone interested in, in buying heavy machinery, anyone interested in, in valuing these uh, pieces of machinery, we're really excited to continue to launch and market uh, that new customer segment. Yeah, uh, just to tag on to that, it's I, I think you'll see us focus very heavy in the data and analytics side of things because we see a lot of opportunity to help those same consumers of whether they be a bank, a dealer, an auction company, uh, or farmer, whoever they are, even an insurance company, whoever they are actually using day-to-day science and analytics to really help them make better business decisions. I think that's where we'll continue to, to drive our focus and mission and vision here at Tractor Zoom and Iron Comps. Awesome. Doing great things here at Tractor Zoom and Iron Comps as well now. Well, I really, really appreciate both of your time, especially in the startup world and having a million different things going on. Again, I really, really appreciate your time and you sharing your story with our audience. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Amplify Iowa podcast. If you enjoy these stories, please leave us a review, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and follow Amplify Iowa on social media. A-M-P-L-I-F-I-A. Amplify Iowa. Small businesses. Doing big things.